You talking to me? Well, we said last week that things were getting serious at the movie theaters every week now, into the holiday season, into the big possible awards rush, and it continues this week. Welcome. This is the Screening Room Podcast. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we are from madwolf.com, and uh, good week this week. We've got two good ones. And uh, one, uh, not very good, but uh, <laughs> maybe we'll leave that one till the end. And then we'll talk about uh, a couple things that are out new on video and what we're looking forward to uh, next week. So we'll start right at the top with one of the most eagerly awaited, I think, of the last few weeks, getting a lot of good buzz, and it's called Arrival. You're at the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one, what do they want? Where are they from? You'll be reporting to me, but you'll be working with him when you're in the show. That's what they call him, the UFO. What happens now? They arrive. They need to see me. Dr. Berg? Are you insane? Now that's a proper introduction. War objects have landed around the world. We've got 21 hours before they start global war. So how do we clarify their intentions? I go back in. This is Dennis Villeneuve's new film, and if you're not familiar with him, because he's not exactly a household name just yet, he did Sicario last year, which was absolutely brilliant. He did a kind of mind-bender a couple years ago called Enemy, and then he started off with Strong, with Prisoners from a few years oh, back. Yeah, and the thing about those three that this one really doesn't have, they were intense. This they one, were, and to a degree, a bit brutal. I don't well, mean violent necessarily. But at the end, you felt like wrung out. Wrung out, especially. Mm -hmm. I remember the review I wrote for Prisoners said, "I loved it, but you felt like you've been beaten up by the time it was over. Just, just put you through the ringer." Absolutely. And this Sicario, one, Sicario, yeah. which I did last year. It was. Um, it's more of a police procedural thriller, but, man. but it had more disturbing images and scary oh. moments than any horror film I saw and last just year. Intense. Now, oh, yeah. Enemy was more of a mind bender. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, if you haven't seen it, you could just go on probably in a couple clicks and find people talking about still what the movie means, <laughs> especially what the ending means, and um, you will get some good, some very interesting theories. But the point is, he's been a very solid, interesting filmmaker. And, uh, and this one follow suit this one is a strong effort in a different way very different much i think much quieter mm -hmm. um and much more i think optimistic overall uh it a little bit a little trippy a little mind bendy it is about uh an alien invasion of sorts these 12 big things these 12 <laughs> big, big vessels ships. Yeah. Uh, show up in kind of random places all over the globe. And uh, what happens in the film is kind of an examination of how each country responds to this to this presence. And in the United States, what they do is bring in a couple of scientists. One is a linguist and the other is a mathematician. Uh, the linguist is played by Amy Adams, who is magnificent, as she always is. She's and so Jeremy great. Renner is the, is the mathematician. Always solid. Well, right? But Amy Adams is always so expressive. You, she, she just really is able to communicate so many things through just her maybe expressions Absolutely. and the way she delivers lines. Definitely. And, and in this movie, her character, yes, it has, she expresses wonder, she expresses fear, anxiety, and of course she's very smart and she holds, ends up holding the key to really communicating with these beings in finding, of course, the military, the government wants to know why are they here. Right. And she explains how that's going to take some time 
to learn how to communicate. And, and the way they communicate is fascinating. It is. Uh, and the way they are able to decipher it, that's fascinating in itself. But then it begins to take on some, some bigger questions. It, it um, examines, it's a metaphor often for the way we as people and we as countries uh, and really anybody with differing opinions need to communicate. Now, right now, of course, that can resonate a lot, but it, there's been almost, you could probably just pick a time in history that would always resonate. And how, how distrust and fear mm-hmm. uh, kind of right. poison, poison communication and keep yeah. people from, that they, they, they hoard information to themselves when, as a people, it would be better if we could work together. So yeah. that's the not overall, only, not that it's a syrupy, in no way, is it a, is it a preachy film? Not at all. No, and it's not, not just talking, but listening. Uh, and and getting everybody involved and not shutting everybody out, people, ideas, and those those aren't new questions. And there's a couple of passages in the movie that uh, maybe are a little forced, but still well done. Right. And uh, this is based on a short story that we haven't read, so we don't know how much was really added to the story or or taken away from it. But obviously, it had to be expanded into a feature length film. And then. Toward the end, it gets into a different kind of message, more about, and the, the title of the movie takes on a, a, diff, a, a different meaning, mm-hmm. a second meaning, mm-hmm. I should say, that we won't go into for fear of spoiling anything. But then it, then it takes a turn um, to a more of a universal message of appreciating life, uh, fate, uh, choices, um, accepting the good and the bad in life and things like that. Not really new questions, not incredibly profound but still well well handled well handled yeah, yeah. you yeah. know uh Villeneuve does a, a, some great things visually in this film um the way there's some real stark uh contrasty images of of light and dark especially when you're inside the vessel sort of this smoky filled um right on the other side of the glass where the aliens yeah, are yeah right? like and those that. are i mean there are just a lot of 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 really great images throughout the film and um, and even though, like you say, it it kind of treads some familiar water throughout. Um, it he's he's very nuanced in the way he approaches things. He's never heavy-handed about anything. You know, when uh, there's potential armed conflict, the way that's handled, and it's more often it's it as opposed to being sort of an immediate threat to the people that are our characters. You see it on TV as how communities are are erupting all over the country as they wait for or the world as they wait for information and they respond to the kind of panic it's just a lot of what he covers is familiar because of other films where aliens come but he does it in a way that is it's kind of off kilter mm-hmm yeah, you'll see a little bit of close encounters in this you'll see a little bit of 2001 mm-hmm. um, and any number of as you say these types of sci-fi maybe alien flicks but at the same time it doesn't go into areas that are easy crutches no. in other alien invasion uh movies so so yeah good a good effort and that's uh arrival um and that is one of probably the biggest release this weekend but before we get to another big release i want to talk about one that hopefully is in your area it's in limited release and so far it's the best movie i have seen this year and it's called Moonlight. Who is you, Sharon? I'm on time, try not to remember. Yeah. 
try to forget all those times. At some point, you gotta decide for yourself who you're gonna be. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. Who is you, man? I ain't seen you in like a decade. It's not what I expected. Well, what did you expect? Now, this is also adapted from not a short story. This is adapted from a play, which I guess was never produced, but it, but it was written. And uh, it's adapted, written, and directed by a guy named Barry Jenkins. And this is only his second feature. And I'll tell you what, it, it is just, it's just incredible. It's, it's a story in three acts of uh, a man, a boy, then to a teenager, and then to a man, a, a young boy uh, in Miami. And uh, he's picked on, and he's befriended and, and mentored by a local drug dealer and the drug dealer's girlfriend, who end up taking him in and, and drawing him out. He's incredibly introverted and drawing him out a little bit. And uh, then it, it shifts to his teenage years, where he's skinny and picked on and bullied and uh, also very introverted. And I don't want to give away too much. And then it shifts to him as a grown man, and he's moved to Atlanta. And as he had been having trouble navigating the expectations of masculinity with the feelings he's having of his sexual identity, he then, as a grown man, you know, embodies the masculine ideal. He reformed himself into just chiseled muscle and is just a silent, fearsome character when a couple of faces from the past come back up into his life and then he's forced to confront some things and and again it's it's not what i want to give away too much but it just it it touched me so deeply i think in my review which you could read if you'd like at madwolf.com i said this is a type of movie that made made me feel like a better human being for having having seen it and it's one of those movies not too many movies do that no. um it's so well handled so nuanced so subtle in the way it speaks to you and about the human experience and just big questions of who am I and when am I allowed to to be that person and the way it, it's shot it, it's so uh, subtle in the way intimate moments in this boy and then man's life are handled to speak loudly without speaking very much at all right. and that I just respect that so much in films I really do when you're able to do it that way and, and, and the shots are set up, just little moments like, like a hand brushing through the, a sandy beach um, can, can really speak volumes uh, in this young man's life. And it's, it's just so incredibly well done. The acting is fantastic. Uh, really, the only person you may recognize is Naomi Harris, who plays the boy's mother, it's who has her Money own... Money Penny from the new yes, Bond films. Yes, who has her own problems. But she might be the only face you recognize but everybody the the two boys and the man who play the lead character incredible uh, all the supporting uh, cast especially the uh, actor who plays the boys one and only friend in childhood mm -hmm. grown up um, is great and it's just it's it's paced well and just it just speaks volumes about the human experience, I think, and I just urge everybody to see it if you can, if it comes to your, your area. It is it is the first film this year that you gave five stars. Yeah, it just it just blew me away, and and I'm really look forward to what this filmmaker Barry Jenkins does 
in the future because I didn't see his first one. I think it was called M- Memories of Melancholia. That, that sounds right. Something like something, that. Something close to that. I apologize if I got that wrong. But uh, I want to go back and find it now because mm-hmm. um, th- this this guy, just tremendous, tremendous effort. And I really hope that it is remembered come awards time, even though it's getting a limited release. So seek that out if you can. And um, the next big multi-theater release, nationwide, nationwide release, release, doesn't fare so well. No. And that is the first of the holiday, I guess, true holiday offerings, and it's called Almost Christmas. Hi, Walter. Is the family coming for Christmas? Every single one of them. All I'm asking is for five days, the to act like a family. If I close my eyes, I can see Mom in here like it was yesterday. She is here. She's in every pot, in every pan. We are standing on holy ground. Did you find everything you need? Sometimes you find things that you're not even looking for. This is the latest from writer-director David E. Talbert, and unfortunately, he's got some... He's got a style. He's got a style. The last movie he did was Baggage Claim. And that, I think for a very long time last year, two years ago, that was... That, that the worst thing. The worst, the worst of the year list. That I had seen. It was just awful. And this one is pretty similar. This one tells the story of a big family home for the holidays. The family patriarch is Danny Glover. And he. this is the first Christmas that he's facing without his beloved wife. Uh, and so the big extended family comes to visit about five days before Christmas. And then the countdown is on. And that is the cliche countdown. And he's Talbert is a filmmaker who is just incredibly obvious in everything that he does. His writing and directing is so obvious. The cliches are all over the place. Every character sees something, walks in on something, finds something at the exact right moment that it's convenient at its most contrived. <laughs> um, then when it's time to get serious, we have multiple close-ups on a bottle of prescription pills just in case you were up in the bathroom and missed one so everybody can know, hey, this guy's abusing prescription pills. I mean, it's just so heavy-handed. You know, and it's too bad because there is a lot of talent. Obviously, Danny Glover, but Gabrielle Union, Omar Epps, Monique. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. There is John Michael Higgins as well. There's a lot of talent. There is a lot of talent, and they're all likable. They are, and and they're trying. Oh, not, not everybody's great. There's some side characters that are a little a little clunky but it's it's just this guy's style right. of filmmaking and um i it's just to me it's just the worst just as we were talking about how how much i love movies like moonlight who p- can pull it back right. pull it back and say say it so much more Let effectively breathe. yes this is exactly the opposite everything pushed to the absolute limit where you know they used to have that cliche about uh, political ads where they say, you know, they make political ads so that you can understand them even if you walk past the TV and the sound is off. Right. This is almost the same way. It pushes so hard with everything. The characterizations, the jokes, the situations. That to me is almost the style of filmmaking that I dislike the most. Yeah. So um, a big uh, no for <laughs> almost Christmas. Lump of coal. Lump of coal. Would be the, uh, the sum up for that one. But Definitely, there's some good stuff to uh, look for, especially with Arrival, and if you can find Moonlight in your area. And there's a couple things, at least a couple things, out on video this week. There is one big one, (laughs) a big old hot dog of a movie, (sighs) if you get the opportunity. 
have a watch it's of uh, Sausage Party. Oh, did we laugh? And you know what? I've got to think that if you catch it on DVD, there's got to be some great extras in there. There are, because the, I don't want to give it away. There are, okay. there are, there are okay. some great extras if you watch it on on the DVD. Well, this is, if, if you weren't familiar, this is Seth Rogen and crew. He's right. behind this. It's animated, and it's about a big food store. Food, basically, talking food. And they are, their belief is the fact that when they get chosen by a shopper, that they're going to their Valhalla. Right. And then they find out that that's not true. And they're so, going to get cut into and, tiny pieces. <laughs> they're going to get skinned alive. Yeah. They're going to get boiled. Yeah. And then they're going to eat them. And <laughs> so, yes, it's vulgar. You bet it is. It's Seth Rogen and, and crew. But it's funny. And the thing about it is it's it has a message. And you may not agree with it, but it's smartly done. It's very, very smartly written. The con- the the voice talent is yeah. is really great. It is. Um, and you know, it's it's funny. It's uh, I would kind of describe it as as Toy Story, with food <laughs> and a hard R rating. Hard R. Hard R. Yeah. Don't watch this with your kids. No, please don't. And or you know what? Like probably not your mom and dad. I mean, just <laughs> watch it. You know. And it makes, Be careful who you watch it It with. makes good use of everything you might find in a supermarket. You know, they go to different ethnic food aisles, and they there are no sacred cows here. They make fun of everybody. They do make fun of everybody. And as, as you would expect from, from the, this crew. But, yeah, it takes a real hard look at religion yeah. and uh, makes makes some points. Like it's, I said. It's, a, it's pretty surprising. Yeah, it you know? is. And, and uh, whether you whether you believe in what they're saying or you don't, I think you have to take tip your hat to first of all uh, the the bravery in just putting it out there and and like you said it's so cleverly written yeah and it's and it's funny it's funny and it is funny it's really really funny <laughs> so if that's your thing as we say again hard r yes um, if you which pre- is to say it's the most extended food orgy i know i've ever seen <laughs> yeah but as you can tell we we appreciate that we- humor <laughs> and we thought it was very very funny and that's the big thing on video and um we're looking forward to what some next week we oh, got more, more big that's releases that's the thing right so that's the exciting thing november which has brought some bad news so far is going to just roll and roll and roll and roll into december with great We've had some good news in, big, in November. Big. Yeah. Last week we had Doctor Strange, like that. I'm thinking more like the World Series and some other major oh, events. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to, I'll try to keep up. Yes, we've had some disappointments in our life here the last few weeks. But anyway. But next week, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah, a lot of people looking out. forward to that Pretty one. Pretty excited about that. There are a couple of others bleed for this, which is a true story. Uh, Miles Teller. Anything he does, I'm interested in seeing. And then uh, Edge of Seventeen, ah, maybe, maybe not, mm-hmm. but that's Haley Steinfeld, Steinfeld, who can be good, and Woody Harrelson, yeah, who's almost always good. Yeah, so, so there are a couple know. of you know a couple of of not the big major releases, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, any from the anything from the mind of J.K. Rollins, which is what Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find is the right. same basic universe as Harry Potter. It's right. another great cast, Eddie Redmayne among them, and so. I'm in, is what I'm saying. Okay, and a limited release, a uh, couple that we're looking forward to, Love Witch and Christine. Yes. Those are both coming next week, so uh, we hope to have a little bit of word to say uh-huh. about those. But Arrival gets a recommendation this week and a big recommendation for Moonlight. Please, if you can find it, it is really worth your time. As I said, the best thing I've seen so far this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see if that holds toward the end of the year. But please let us know what you think. Keep the conversation going on Twitter. That's the easiest way. Uh, we are at Mad Wolf, M A D D 
W-O-L-F. As I said, you can find all of our written reviews up at our website, which is madwolf.com. And then on Facebook, we'd love to connect with you there. We're Mad Wolf Columbus, as that's our home base, Columbus, Ohio. And the Screening Room Podcast is a presentation of the Columbus Radio Group and madwolf.com. So until next week, I'm George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And this is the Screening Room Podcast. See ya. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner.